Hello, adventurers. You have found Homebrew Heels, a Nat One Life podcast. I am one of your hosts, hostesses, Amanda. <laughs> My sister Sarah and I will be talking you through some of the Nat Ones we've rolled in the medical health areas of our life. We are not medical professionals by any means, although I personally have watched quite a bit of Grey's Anatomy. We will be sharing our experiences, how we're advocating for our health, what the experience is like in all its details, good and the gross, the cost of the adventure, and most importantly, how we are working to stay happy and motivated through it all. Hey, Sarah, how's it going today? Going all right. I've pooped twice now. Ooh, nice. Bowels are working. I've yes. also pooped profusely <laughs> thanks to cheese and gluten last night. Exactly. It was delicious, though. It was. Um, So, question for you. Mm-hmm. When you were starting your gut health journey... Mm-hmm. Did you ever think that you needed to plan for the financial impact that it was going to take on you? No. Um, When I was first doing it, no, absolutely not. Um, But it definitely became a realization quickly at the beginning of the process. Right. And that's one of the biggest, I think, shocking shock factors I had when I started down this journey. Um, I think it's one of those things where you think idealistically, I'm going to get healthy. I'm going to get answers. I'm going to figure out what's going on. And you start down this path and then you're like, I can't do that right now because I don't want to declare bankruptcy in the next year. Right. No, I was a totally gung-ho. I was like, I'm going to take charge of my life. I want to finally like feel the way that I think I should be feeling, like just feel better, be a good person, human being, what have you. And my bank account, like it got dangerous. Yeah. So just for clarification for our listeners, because I do know we have some people that listen in different countries. Um, We're in the United States. So as you may be aware, the healthcare industry in this country is pretty shitty. <laughs> um, so we're going to talk through a couple of things, which is insurance and no insurance. Um, mm-hmm. And then also the cost of the procedures, but then the cost of food. Um, yep. Because there's there's a lot that it, this entails. And um, I mean, I'm still paying off medical bills from some of the procedures that I've had done which is just ridiculous. Um, And it's because I didn't plan financially. So we're Mm -hmm. hoping that this will help you guys not make the same mistakes that we have made as Sarah looks at the bill that is still out there in limbo world for some reason. Yes. I really am like trying to think back and I'm like, I really don't think I've paid this. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe they just erased it. You know, that's how it works in America. Beautiful. I love it. I love that part. (laughs) um so where do you start like if you were starting on this journey now but you had the knowledge you have um about the financial Mm -hmm. impacts where do you think is the best place to start oh my gosh well okay so first to give context and background let's begin with where I did start so 
with no planning or what have you other than uh, certain foods make me feel bad. So I'm going to try and go on this like diet type thing that my sister told me about called the SIBO diet. But I only like half committed for a part of it. And I won't go into that into too much detail. Um, There's more detail in our prior podcast episodes. But essentially, even like going into it half-heartedly, that's when the whole like financial impact of food hit me. Mm-hmm. So if you're looking to do something, first I think you need to decide, okay, is this a situation where I'm going to try and resolve it myself? Or is this a situation that, where I need medical intervention and I will need to go to a specialist in order to get answers or treatments done? Because that will be very important in defining because it is easier to financially plan for food because Mm -hmm. you you can do it yourself. You have like the prices are right there in front of you compared to the amount of money that you're making. You can make that plan yourself. However, when it comes to when you if you need to go into a doctor or go see a doctor, you don't know how much those visits are necessarily going to be. So you uh, can call and get like a general idea Mm -hmm. to kind of like jumpstart your financial planning and what have you. But you, the mindset that you'll have to have is that you need to have money in the bank. Yeah. So let's let's talk through some of these things, because Mm -hmm. I feel like the food portion is maybe where people will start. So, like, we have a friend, Justin, and he thinks he's lactose intolerant. Right. Mm -hmm. Because anytime he eats cheese, he has or milk, he has a a big response. So if you're like that, where you're like, I'm pretty sure I've identified maybe one major one major culprit in my gut mm-hmm. issues. So I'm going to start with food. Um so food is super costly. Like um yeah. Sarah knows me specifically I am kind of like a grocery whore. I don't know how to even put it. I I, I know, right? of, I get pleasure from trying to figure out the best way to feed my family nutritious meals for very inexpensive. Mm-hmm. And so I buy like clearance stuff and shove it in the freezer and all of that. So knowing that food is costly and if you're a you're a person in your family and you're making food adjustments just for yourself, there can be a lot of, for me anyway, mental health issues with that because I'm like, God, I really, how do I justify the expense just for me? Mm-hmm. Um, so what, some of the tips that I came up with is to first make a plan. And make small adjustments as you go. Mm-hmm. So if you know I need butter today, but the milk is just really not, it's doing its havoc, so I need to get away from butter. Go to the store, give yourself time to look at the options and read labels. Now, mm-hmm. this I think is one of the most, can be one of the most nerve-wracking parts for people because grocery stores around me at least are busy. There are tons of people with the mask mandates kind of being lifted. There's just there's people are everywhere. People don't know how to interact anymore <laughs> because of COVID. And so you well, have to be give yourself time to be uncomfortable and 
read the labels. And not only that, but I found when I went um, to do this, like to really like anytime, actually, I still do it. It's now become a practice for me. Anytime I go grocery shopping, I am constantly looking to see what's and if there's any new products that mm-hmm. will be good for, you know, my diet and what have you. But for me, the I the people situation can be nerve wracking for sure. The amount of products yeah. that are on the shelf in front of me, that is what stresses me out. Yeah. And so let's so listen to our mental health podcast, Pursuing Your Patronus, if you haven't. But we do talk about briefly in one of them how choice is actually one of the um, largest stressors that we have mm-hmm. in our life. Like it's very anxiety inducing to be overwhelmed by choice. If you had only two options, it actually makes it less stressful because you don't have as many things to consider. Mm-hmm. When you go to buy oat milk ice cream and there's 17 different types of vanilla oat milk ice cream, <laughs> you're like, well, what the fuck's the difference? Like how? And so like Sarah said, yeah, give yourself time. Yeah. Um, I've even not now currently for reasons we'll get into at the end, but if I would go by myself and kind of make it like a date for myself, like I enjoy grocery shopping, like make it something that you will enjoy doing for yourself, almost like a self-care activity. Um, You know, I'm going to go look at the oat milk ice cream. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it was like when you and I went together, we, so Amanda yeah. and I decided to go check out a specific store together because it's, um, what was it? Whole Foods. Oh, natural grocers and quarterly. natural grocers mm-hmm. and it's they cater to our types of situations or people yeah. who just want to eat like certain types of foods mm-hmm. and so it was fun like we made a date to go do this specifically and we just we were able to walk around to talk we took some pictures and so um don't put like too much stress on yourself Mm-hmm. like and Amanda is saying just make mm-hmm. a thing of it right and that's where those small adjustments can come in um I know in the past um and Sarah and I have talked about this between the two of us but we're having more success now finding alternatives because we're doing yeah. it slower than I know for me in the past where I'm like I'm gonna not eat any dairy I'm not gonna eat any gluten you know cut it all out and then it's like I have nothing to eat because I can't afford to buy all the food I need or because I haven't done enough research to find substitutes for the way I already eat um so that kind of brings me to my next point that I wrote down which is it's hard to make changes especially as adults so Try to make that plan where maybe you're just changing one thing every week or every two weeks. You're not changing everything. Mm-hmm. I completely agree with this. I attempted at one point to change everything and my grocery bill went up by like $100 or oh more. Oh, my God. Which is huge for her because when your grocery bill for the month is only like $300, yeah. that's, that is, <laughs> Yeah. You just increased a, an entire third of your grocery bill. Like, that's crazy. And it was just for foods specifically for me. And so right. starting out small, going slow, ease into it. Yeah. Very good points. 
so the last thing for groceries is to make a price book um, and either keep it in your phone, keep it on an iPad, have a physical book. Uh, but one of the things that Sarah and I keep talking about is usually when people are making these dietary adjustments, it's for one person in their house. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that can get expensive. So one thing I've been looking at, um, for example, is this oat butter that I really like. It's amazing. I found a replacement for butter that's dairy free. It's all plant based. Um, my cholesterol this last time I went in was a little bit high. And so now I have a cholesterol free option. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. all these things working out and it tastes fucking delicious, even better than butter. Right. I would say it's so good. Um, which if you guys, I'm going to put it out there. It's Mykonos. <laughs> oh, butter. Go. oh my gosh. I even got our dad to try it the other night and he said he might start buying it Ooh, in place I didn't of the butter that. yeah i know nice. he had it on his cornbread and then he's like i need my own oat butter knife and he was just slathering it oh my gosh on because there's no cholesterol like if you think about butter yeah because it's plant-based there's no cholesterol butter has cholesterol because it comes from an animal like that's mm-hmm. just how the science works um anyway price book the oat butter is more expensive and I'm the only one consuming it. And it's also more, more perishable. So there's kind of some things that I think people should consider is how long is it going to last on your shelf? And are you going to be able to consume it within that time? Um, This is extremely important for certain foods that are not like how to explain it. These are it's super important for foods that are along those more natural um, components or natural ingredients, because you may find that the (laughs) labeling has on it somewhere. Please use within an X amount of days of Mm -hmm. opening like Mm -hmm. the food is sealed and it's contained so it can stay on the shelf. But as soon as you open it, the life of the food is now extremely limited. Right. You're adding that oxygen and mm-hmm. all these processes start, et cetera. So that was a huge eye opener for me because that butter is let's go back to the butter. Because I'm such a stickler for like if you find a deal, you buy one for now and two for later. Um mm-hmm. and I'll get that into that in a minute. But I bought a bigger thing of oat butter, mm-hmm. then realized you're supposed to use it within a week of opening it. Yeah. And I'm like, I can't even consume one of those small tubs of oat butter in a week. So buying it in bulk or in a bigger size for me was just a waste of money because I had to end up throwing it away. Like, because mm-hmm. it starts separating and doing this weird thing. Anyway, so um, being aware of the size, how much you're going to consume, um, And keeping track of it in some kind of notebook or like I said, on your phone, we almost always have our phones with us when we're going at the grocery store or anything like that. Yep. Um, So just keeping a a note or a list of typical things that you buy and the cost. So then if you do come across something that like I like this um, macadamia milk Mm -hmm. and it's sold in the box sealed on a dry shelf. So not refrigerated. So mm-hmm. if I saw a good deal for that, that would be something that I could potentially buy one for now if I need it and then two for later to store 
mm-hmm. in my stockpile if you have room to do something like that. Um, because you're actually saving your future self money by not spending, you know, if it's on sale for $3 and normally it's 5 you know, you could spend $15 for those three over the course of several weeks, or you could spend 12 mm-hmm. for the, or I'm sorry, nine for those three and then save that money down the road. So, well, and so you're hinting at a couple of things that really like helped me financially. So I realized, so went about, you know, that time where I purchased the items, those foods specifically for me, my grocery bill increased by like a hundred bucks and it was insane. And I told myself, I can't do this on a normal basis. This is not going to be like, it it cannot be sustained. Mm -hmm. So I realized that I can eat quite a bit of food that my family eats. It's just all in the way of how it's prepared. So Mm. I then made that once I made that realization, I made sure that the bulk of my groceries were foods that all of us could share. Mm -hmm. And then the extras, they would get their small things of like snacks or Mm -hmm. small items that they like to uh, treat themselves with. And then I could do the same for myself and Mm -hmm. for foods that are within my diet. So that helped my grocery bill um, and budget out a lot. That's awesome. Yeah. And it's, yeah, making just slight adjustments. You're like, well, everybody will eat this and I can Mm -hmm. eat it. Like one of the biggest things in our house is changing the chips that we buy to be just potato and corn chips that I can have because I can have Mm -hmm. both of those things. So then it's like everybody else doesn't care because there's still chips in the house. Right. I'm the one that cares so I don't shit my brains <laughs> out every day. Yeah. Um, so hopefully that helps you guys with like the grocery side of things. So which it, it like we said it can get expensive and it's more of that ongoing forever expense. And yeah, and if you're also wondering well why is it expensive? Like why it's not only because you're buying food like on top of your other families or friends groceries uh, if you're uh, living with other people mm-hmm. but it's also the fact that you will find that a lot of these uh, items are priced high yeah and for one reason or another I sure there's a whole list of why it's more expensive but that's the reality that it is currently. So planning ahead and knowing that if you are going to be switching up your diet, that your items may be a little bit more expensive. Yep, exactly. Um, So go with the plan. And our plan is to continue to update you guys of things that we find um, as we go, because we actually have been curating quite a list of some pretty delicious treats, um, which is awesome. Yeah, and we actually keep an eye out because we will be coming on TikTok. We are going to be showcasing some of these items to kind of help you out so it's not as stressful. Actually, by the time this airs, we would officially have been on on TikTok for three days. Go check out our TikTok. So with that, let's talk now about procedures and actual medical costs. Yeah. Because I'm sorry, what? Oh, I was just confirming going to the doctors. Yeah. Going to the doctors, because this is where 
more of those like sticker shock prices will come in, even though they may not be ongoing costs. It's just like a one time huge, Mm -hmm. huge expense. Um, And Sarah kind of talked earlier about, you know, you start going and then you're like, wait, how much does that cost? Or you don't really know. Um, And so I think one of the biggest things to start with is if you have insurance, be knowledgeable about what your insurance covers and does not cover. Yeah. Which can be very boring, but a lot of insurance plans will have like a condensed version of the actual policy language that you can read and look through a chart of what is covered and what is not covered at a very basic level. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the other thing Sarah talked about, too, was uh, you can ask them for a quote. You can also call your insurance company and ask for a pre-authorization. Mm-hmm. And that means that they're getting pre-authorized from the doctor to your insurance company saying, Yes, we promise we will cover this procedure. They get it in writing um, with your medical history and all of that. And those are for issues like Sarah had talked previously about a HIDA scan. Mm -hmm. And that might not be something that insurance would cover unless certain other avenues were already pursued. And so that would be an example of a very expensive test that I think a pre-authorization would be good to have, as well as a quote of what your out-of-pocket expense would be. And in all honesty, um, having my colonoscopy endoscopy procedure, I really wish I would have taken this step before going through with it. Yeah, because there's quite a out-of-pocket expense, especially if you have not yet met your deductible, if you have one. Yeah. Um, and so that's that brings me to my last point in terms of the insurance, which is if you meet your deductible, or if you plan to meet meet your deductible within a year, do everything you can that is physically healthy, healthily safe for you to do medically in terms of tests and all of that in that year. Because and do you want to explain why? If you've met your deductible and your or your out-of-pocket ex- max, you won't have to pay anything additional. Your insurance will cover everything else You've already met your deductible. So I don't know how much yours is. Probably like, what, three grand? No, it's higher now. Oh, my God. Okay, yeah, so. They changed it. This is the big thing. With health insurance, you also want to be knowledgeable because they can change it. They yeah. they have the right to change their policies and whatnot. And uh, the big one, United Healthcare, that's who I go through. And I saw a video recently that they just made a huge change to their policies and it is, it can affect you um, immensely, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So if you meet your deductible, let's say it's January 1st and you're doing your financial planning because you're a grown ass adult and you got your shit together. Like I don't do that, but congrats. (laughs) Right. So you're getting your shit together and you're like, this is the year I'm going to get my gut issues addressed. And you start planning it out and you're like financially good. You have the money in the bank, like Sarah said, for your deductible for the year, plus whatever 10% copay, you know, whatever the case may be, because you know your insurance plan, like we just talked about. (laughs) Um, And you're like, I feel like I could do more. And my colonoscopy is in March and I'm already going to meet my deductible by that point. 
there's no point in holding back to do more tests until the following year when you have to pay your deductible again. Right. You're already financially fucked from your deductible for that year. (laughs) So milk the insurance company for all they're worth and go get the other tests done if you can safely with your health. Because the other thing I need to emphasize, and I, I want Sarah to kind of drive this home because of her experience, is you could be all gung-ho, but your body cannot deal with the stress of what you're trying to put it through. Yes. Um, you could financially be like, I have all the money in the world, but your body's like, fuck you, you can only do one thing this year. And that it's something that you may not be thinking about because you're like, well, I'm going to the doctors. Like, they're helping me get better. They're helping me resolve this issue. The issue is what's causing health problems, right? Unfortunately, the way in which we go about, like, first you have to determine what the actual problem is. And then once that problem is found, then if you have to have, like, procedures in order to resolve that issue, then you have to understand that your body is the one that is taking the beating going through all of this, like, discovery and resolution. So. That was something that I unfortunately did not think about or realize. I was very much gung-ho, and I just did procedure after procedure after procedure. And unfortunately, it has damaged my health. Um, I'm still trying to bounce back from it, and Mm -hmm. it's been over half a year now. Yeah. It's been nine months. you, You haven't even been, you've been barely able to put on weight still. Right, exactly. Yeah. So uh, I I unfortunately have m- not more issues, but it can be considered a serious concern just because I was so gung-ho trying to figure out what the problem was. Yeah. Oh, and then COVID and all this shit happened when she was like, mm-hmm. fasting and doing these like barely eating and anyway so yeah but the point is use it as a cautionary tale that's why we're sharing um that's why sarah shares her experience but your body may not be able to make it and yeah. so um a lot of these tests require certain preparation or certain um diets that have to be going on for such a length of time yeah. that your body gets tired and fatigued and you need a chance to heal when in all honesty some of them it's a shock to the system Mm -hmm. like you're going from what your body knows as normal to all of a sudden it's being deprived exactly right and that's why going back and this is the full circle people going back to the food stuff start slow change one thing out at a time like don't put your pocket your wallet and your body through stress (laughs) yeah um the last thing i wanted to chat about was for people that don't have insurance um and are experiencing gut issues some things that i would suggest doing is look into state programs now i know some states don't have great programs sarah and i've talked about this in the past i'm in washington Mm -hmm. she's in idaho um Idaho social programs, not so great. Washington, amazing social programs. (laughs) Um, So look to see if you do have state programs that offer assistance for your health um, specifically. And if not, 
look for uh, facilities that may have sliding scale options based upon your income level. Mm -hmm. Because that would be another way to potentially get help um, when you don't have the money to pay for it. That's a good idea. Yeah. But we hope that this helped people just not go into anything blind because both of us have done that and that shit's not fun. Right. Exactly. Like both of us went into our whole gut issues, like essentially unprepared. Like it was one of those things where I felt like I was prepared and I felt like the steps that we, I say we, that's because you were helping me, but Mm -hmm. the steps that I was taking, like it seems like it's makes sense. All seems to be going in the direction it should be, but in actuality, you really want to take a step back and realize that there's more to it. Like, your health is very important, obviously. And unfortunately, at least within the U.S., they know that it's so important that they make it almost impossible for people to you know, live a nice, healthy life. So, yeah, um, <laughs> they make it very hard. Right. Uh, but with that, you might want to be gung ho and you might want to be all in for it. But that's great. Use that energy. And research mm-hmm. and make a plan. a plan. Yes. Make a plan. Um, part of your plan can be going back and listening to all of our podcast episodes in case you haven't already done so. Listen to our full detailed stories. Yes. Thank you, adventurers, for joining us today. We hope this helped you find tips and tricks to loot the booty. Find us on natonelife.com and check us out on social media, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter to follow us more on our day-to-day. May your poop be regular and bubbles minimal. Stay Stay sassy sassy and gassy. gassy. Till next, next time. time. Nice. <laughs> Take the pill and use the glove until you have a child of love. A nat one life. A nat one life. You work all day and make no pay. And debt is mounting every day. A nat one life. A nat one life. When the world seems to be slowly crushing your dreams. Anxiety, depression, doubt, this not one life is shitty.